Hello, and welcome to episode 220 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And after an exhaustive and thorough pre-show, uh, we are oh, yeah. now we are now going to talk about the mechanics of, uh, what is this one? I don't know. I've, I lost track of it. It's March of the Machines. There we go. Yeah, pa- patrons definitely got their, uh, their money's worth out of yes. this pre-show. <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, the mechanics, and we're going to maybe do some some thought initial thoughts on the new card type. Uh, yeah, I think we're probably going to spend most of the show on the new card type. Yes, I, think the I agree. Rest of the uh, and actually, we could rearrange this and do everything, and then the new card type at the end because I have everything else is pretty straightforward. But the yeah. new card type is there's a Not. lot going on there, so. So, um, if you want to get at us on social media, tell us what you're excited about or what you want us to talk about, because we do need to do our preview episode, oh, and yeah. there are uh, a lot of wild cards in this set. Yeah. So There's uh, links for all our social medias down yeah. in the description, so hit us up, Twitter, Facebook, email, we got our Discord link down there. However you want to get a hold of us, but let us know what, what cards you want to hear about, because I will be compiling that list soon. Is uh, spoiler season done this week, or is it done next week? This week? I think it's going to be done this week, because they're, yeah. um, it feels like we are super close to the end of it. Yeah. Right? There's like 80 more cards left. Oh, yeah. That's like a common, uncommon dump. Yeah, that's basically it. It might be done Wednesday, or I guess yesterday okay. as you're listening to this, I think. Well, I'm... if that's the case, then we will probably be doing our sit review episode for the next episode. Okay. Um, in which case, I definitely need to know what cards in particular you want to hear about. We uh, we went over a whole bunch of stuff in the pre-show that I think was relatively interesting, but not everybody has access to that, so... If there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, a card, an interaction, whatever, let us know. How could the good people of the internet get access to our pre-show? Uh, you can choose to support the show and become a patron over at patreon.com slash casual MTG. That was very well teed up, by the way. Thank you. No problem. Uh, over there at patreon.com slash casual MTG. You can choose to chip in as much as you want. There's some tiers there. The tiers don't really matter. Um, give us, you know, like I said, however much you feel we're worth. Um, in exchange, you get access to our pre-show. Like I said, this one was a doozy, so definitely getting your money's worth out of us there. Um, you also get access to our show notes. Um, you, usually they go up the day before the show goes live, so you kind of get a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about that week. And you also get put on my mailing list for when I have some swag to send out to you guys. Uh, seems like our patrons really enjoy it. So if you want to be included in any of that, patreon.com slash casual MTG. So um, the pre-release starts on the 14th. Okay. And then digital release is the 18th. So it feels like it's going to be done soon so they can do their uh, yeah their their thing. Yep. Yeah, also, so probably next week we'll do that. Yeah. Um, totally unrelated to anything, but mm-hmm. um, I watch a video game uh, YouTube channel called Game Ranks. Okay. And they do uh, they do a lot like a lot of lists and stuff, and they had like the like little intro with the with the person talking as they were going in, 
And one of the clips of a quote unquote video game that they showed was the was like five seconds, maybe less, of the March of the Machines trailer. Oh, really? With like Elspeth like flying in to uh, stab uh, Elishnorn. Hmm. And I was like, holy crap. It's yeah. randomly magic. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Random magic is fun. Yeah. I was like, I, was like, I wonder if Wizards like paid them like a, a bunch of money to like just like subliminally plant like, ooh, who is that angel? I need to go find out. Because yeah. there was like no, I doubt they paid them anything, but there was like <laughs> no way to know unless you were like a magic player that there was, uh, that that was a, that it was magic in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Maybe they just thought it was a cool piece of art. Yes. Probably All right. more likely. Probably more likely. So um, we are doing the mechanics of mm-hmm. the set. And we yep. will on the fly. Uh, audible. Audible. And we will start with Convoke. Yeah, so in the mechanics article, they didn't call out Convoke as a mechanic. Weird. Yeah, like we don't get Convoke that often. Does that mean Convoke is like deciduous now? I don't know. Do words even have meanings anymore? Like, do, does it even matter if a mechanic is evergreen or deciduous or whatever? Um, it, um, what, like... So is this something that they are maybe not deciduousing it or, uh, but you know how they like called out they were just like, yeah, we're going to use like convoke on, or we're going to use surveil randomly or affinity, right? Like, cause it works yeah. better or the one flashback card from, yeah. uh, Phyrexia all will be one. Is this something where they're like, yeah, we're not going to make it a, well, I mean, there's a bunch of Convoke cards, though. Yeah, like, I just assumed it was a mechanic in the set. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, how does Convoke work? So, Convoke allows you to tap your creatures to pay the mana cost of your spells that have Convoke. You mm-hmm. can So, if you have generic mana cost, any color creature that you tap can pay that generic mana cost. If you tap creatures that match the color of the mana cost in the cost of the card, they can pay that. So if you have a two white white spell, you can tap mm-hmm. two red creatures for the generic and two white creatures for the white mana. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because we audibled. It messed up. There we go. We audibled, yep. So we have Stoke the Flames, two red red. So you can tap two white creatures for the colorless and two red creatures and cast it for free. Um, it's a pretty powerful mechanic. It does run into the, the problem that, problem, uh, that, uh, those cards are typically costed one to maybe three mana more than you would like to pay for it. And so if you don't have a bunch of creatures on the battlefield, all of your cards are off curve yeah overpriced and you're playing off curve now if your cards are if you do have a bunch of creatures you just like whatever that guy was locks it on whatever Mm -hmm. uh and then you just like 
on turn three play like a four four. <laughs> which does not sound nearly as impressive as it did six years ago. Um, <laughs> that is true. It's like I could have just six had... years ago. War of the Spark was six years ago. Uh, maybe not six because six was seven was Shadows Over Innistrad. Yeah, so it would have to be like four, four or five years ago. Yeah, four years ago. Uh, but. Not as it does not sound as powerful as it did now, yeah. Or it, 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 th- now as it did then. Uh, we're gonna look up. Uh, we're gonna look up. Uh, War of the Spark. How long ago was War of the Spark? It was 2019, so four years ago. Yeah. Um. But. Um. It's a pretty powerful mechanic. It's a really good limited mechanic mm-hmm. because you always just have creatures around. Yeah. And, you know, the the games where you have five creatures out and you have to play something for, like, one mana. Right. Is Well, we talked about this just a little bit in the pre-show, but last time we had Stoke the Flames, mm-hmm. um, Stoke was a huge deal in Standard to the point where I think I mentioned in the pre-show that that... Stoke was the first, uh, like six or seven dollar uncommon that I can remember. Like in standard, kind of, yeah, yeah, the mythic uncommon. Mm-hmm. It just. No, I don't know if it's going to be near as powerful this time around, but no, we were talking about how it uh, maybe lines up poorly. Yeah. With some of the stuff going on in the. Uh, uh, in the. F- in standard now, but yep. Convoke is an interesting mechanic. It's one of those things that, like, if we if you keep an eye out, maybe there is a card or two that they didn't properly overcost mm-hmm. for Convoke. Yeah, because like, you know, Stoke the Flames is a huge deal in like 2015, 2016, right. Right or fourteen, fifteen, and four mana deal four wasn't embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was still overcosted, but yes, it was overcosted by like one. Yeah, now we have three mana deal five creature loses indestructible. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is any target. I know there's some differences, but like now, like it's a little bit too overcosted for what it does in like current magic. Yeah. But if they have so Oh god. Go ahead. I, just say, if uh, they... I was just gonna say that like what's the best convoke card? Cord? Probably cord. And how overcosted is cord? Like a mana? A, a single green mana. Yeah. Because it is we have established that green sun is too good at yep. one green mana and uh finale of devastation and like the battle that they printed which we'll get to yep. is green green x yep. and that's what we've decided is not a disaster right and so green 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 x is one mana too many mm-hmm. but even the whatever that guy was the loxodon guy yeah right was Four four and a white for a four four that put a plus one plus one counter on each creature that convoked it. Like yep. 
four mana or five mana for a four four vanilla in 2019 wasn't horrible. Right. Right. That's you, one. You didn't get Elish Norn four years ago. No, you did not. You, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good comparison. But like. I think like four mana, four, four, no text would have been like, oh, that's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that was just kind of one mana off. So if you, if we see one that you're like, I think that's one mana too much, it'll be good. Yeah. Because then there are just the times where it's free. Right. And that's the power is you're like free spell into play a spell. Mm -hmm. So. Next up, we have transforming double face cards. Yeah, this works pretty much like we've had these before. Mm -hmm. um, and works pretty much the same way that they have worked. Um, I believe all of these have a cost on the front side mm -hmm. instead of a trigger. Yes. Um, whereas in the past, a lot of times something triggered and then the thing transformed. Uh, this time, I'm pretty sure they're all a cost and then they transform. And so transforming double face cards have two sides, but you can only ever play the front side. The activated ability has to be activated in order to get the backside. You don't get to choose to cast it as the backside like we had in like Kaldheim or Zendikar. Yeah, they're not modal double face cards. Right. They are one side has a mana cost and you get to it some way on the battlefield. So yeah. If you're uh, an old timer, this is like Nicol Bolas, the Ravager. Yeah. Where like you would play the front side, then you could pay the mana and flip it to the back. Mm -hmm. So these all have like varied costs. So we have Elish Norn on the screen that says two and a white, then sack other three other creatures and flip it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, got spoiled today, which is you have to cast three instants or sorceries. And then pay a red. Yep. Uh, and then you have a bunch of... Like, they're at all ra rarities, but I think they're more at the lower rarities. A bunch of, like, mana, like, generic mana, and then a Phyrexian colored mana. Yeah. And... I didn't pull any of those ones yeah, up, but... Yeah, but then you can, then you can uh, flip them. So the, the Praetors flip into Sagas. Mm-hmm. And they do the normal Saga thing. And, and then they flip back as chapter three. Yeah, they chapter flip three is do a thing, flip it back. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get to do it again. I don't think you get to do Elish Norns again. I think you've just won the game. <laughs> Probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then a lot of them just flip into creatures. Mm -hmm. So, I think that this mechanic probably means the limited environment is slow. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if they're assuming you're going to have resources to sink into these things, I would imagine that the limited environment's going to be yeah, not you, hyper aggro. You can't have a bunch of like six in a Phyrexian white mana. Yeah. Do a thing. If it's impossible yeah. to ever get to seven mana. Yeah. I think a lot of the uncommon ones are like, six or seven mana yeah there are a lot of mana yeah. so like this this mechanic at least in limited is gonna play a little bit like morph mm -hmm. and um oh gosh what is it called 
I think they, most of them are sorcery speed too, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't look that close. I probably should have. I do have a podcast. I do, I do have a... Uh, uh, we're professionals. We're professionals, yeah. Um, yeah, activate only as a sorcery. Yeah, activate as a sorcery. another one. So, uh, in cons of Tarkir, uh, yeah, activate only as a sorcery. So, they're only a sorcery speed, so you can't, like, surprise yeah. people. But the the thing I meant about uh, they are going to work like morphs is a lot of the front sides are cheap. Okay, yeah. Right? And then as the game goes long, you have something to do with your mana. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is going to be probably a format that encourages you to, like, draft uh, responsibly and, like, mm-hmm. take two drops. Yeah. Because your two drops on turn seven are still good. Right. As they a, turn into something that's going to affect the board. Yeah. Like, or like if you draw a two drop, you know, if you have seven two drops in your deck and you draw it on turn seven, you're like, oh man, this sucks. But you're like, no, I can just play it and then dump the mana into it and flip it. Yeah. So it's going to give you something to do late. And that's what Morphs did in uh, Kaladesh. Yep. Not Kaladesh, God. Th- uh, uh, dra- Cons. Uh, Cons of Kaladesh, dear yeah. God. I know what you meant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See, <laughs> I'm old and it's late. It's not. It's not going well. And then All what right. is what is backup? Up. Yeah, we have backup. This is, I don't know. It kind of reads like a limited mechanic. I guess we'll see how how it plays. Um, creatures with backup will have a number. This Boonbringer Valkyrie right here has backup one. Uh, when a creature with backup enters the battlefield, you put that many counters on another creature um and then on top of that everything in the text box beneath the backup ability also gets transferred to the other creature till end of turn so if i have like a lanawar elf and this Boonbringer valkyrie comes in it will put a plus one plus one counter on the lanawar elf and then that lanawar elf will also get uh flying first strike and lifelink Yes. To London. Um, I agree. It's probably a, l- a limited-ish mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Boonbringer Valkyrie is like kind of a fine card, right? Because you can put the counter on itself, and now it's a five-five. So it's then. Oh, okay. then it's I just... thought it was on another target creature. So, yeah, I guess it doesn't say that. Yeah, so it's on anything, but only another target creature gets the. Like, yeah. he doesn't get flying, flying twice. Flying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he would, but... Yeah. Double lifelink, and it do just doesn't either. matter, yeah. Um. So, like, it's just a Baneslayer Angel. Yeah, that's true. It's... I want to say, it, it's fine. Baneslayer Angel, <laughs> fine. Just like, fine. I'm not going to lose my mind over a Baneslayer Angel, but, you know, hey. Right. It Baneslays, that's good. And it's at rare, not mythic, so... Yeah. Um, so have you seen, um, there's, there's another one. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, now we're not doing too many cards, but where's it at? Um, there's a red backup card. Okay. That is like two in a red for a one, one 
with mm-hmm. backup two, and its ability is pay one and um, sack the creature, and it, it basically flings Volterra and Thrillseeker. Oh. No, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, so sacrifice this creature. It deals damage equal to its power to any target for one. Okay. And uh, Yargle and Martarni are an 18-6. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. So it's all the mana. Like your vanilla 18 yeah. 6 has to live, and your opponent just has to like have a stroke and let you do the thing. Right. But if you do the thing, again, you run around the uh, the LGS and you high five everyone. <laughs> I did it. I did I it. I did it. I did it. I flung my Yargle. Is a uh, Yargle and Multani an uncommon? Oh, it's a rare. It's a, it's a rare. It's a rare. So vanilla if, 18 6 rare. Yeah. With with another with a rare red card. Yeah. But Yes, yeah, so you really gotta wanna do the thing. If you've got Valdar and Thrillseeker, more than likely if there's a Yargle opened at your table, you will get the Yargle. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna be taking it from you, huh? No, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna be like like, oh, I can take this or Uncommon removal spell or common removal spell. I'll take the common removal spell. Yeah. If I die, Yargles in a trench coat isn't exactly breaking the format. No, if I if I die, if I die to a yargle, so be it. Um, <laughs> but it feels like a lim- like the counters matter, right? They mm-hmm. kind of always do, but like, yeah, it doesn't feel great, yeah. and. So with that card, the Thrillseeker um, illustrates is it's not just keywords. It's like any text below the backup mechanic. Yeah. Uh, so. And it specifically calls out below the backup mechanic. So any text that's above the backup mechanic is not uh, not transferred over. Like if this had haste, backup one flying for a strike lifelink. Mm-hmm. the other creature would not get haste because it's above backup instead of below it. Yeah, I don't know if there are any creatures with ability. It specifically to... called it out, so I yeah. imagine that... Uh, or they're giving themselves the out in the future. Maybe. Um, I don't know how often have we seen bolster. This, I mean, this is... It's not the same mechanic, but I have a feeling this is a... In the same bucket of mechanics as Bolster is. Probably. Um, it's not like they're what was the using... cons? What was the cons mechanic? Because Bol- was Bolster... Bolster? Okay, but what was the... the Dragons was Outlast. No, you got it backwards. Outlast was cons. Oh, okay. That was the Obzide mechanic. And then Bolster was Anafenza of the Kintry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Um, Yeah, like... Outlast was just like glacially slow. Yeah, it's, you, it's the same bucket of mechanics. It is. Though. It is. Um, so maybe there's you know the one we have up here, Boonbringer Valkyrie, a Bangeslayer Angel is fine, mm. but it's probably just like a if there's one or two cards that like make it inconstructed, that's probably all you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, incubate. Incubate. Um, so before uh, in the pre-show, we can we can share this. To people, we we tried to go through what are all the things that 
random artifact tokens have done. We started mm-hmm. with a make mana, and that was the right. gold token from, from Theros. Theros. And I remember that card was not very good, but I thought it was super cool that it made a gold. There there was actually two cards that made gold two? tokens in Theros. Okay. There was um was it Guild? It was a black removal. Guild, spell. yes. That's the one I remember. And then there was King Makar that was supposed to be King Midas. Okay. That like And he turned things into gold. So gold was just treasure sack draw card or sack mega mana. Yep. Um and then uh what was the other Investigate? And then, and then yeah, and then we went like clues. Well you you pointed out that then we had Ethereum cells. Well, that was after clues, though. Oh, was it? Okay, so clues. Ethereum cells were in Kaladesh. Oh, that's right, because we we marveled. Yeah. Into Emrakul, but after we yep. had. Uh, uh, Emrakul. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. So then clues, then Ethereum cells, then we yep. went, hard treasures in Pirate Land. Ixalan, yeah. Ixalan. And then food in Eldraine. Eldraine. And then we got blood as kind of like the next iteration. Wasn't there something about, oh, I guess treasures came back again. Treasures came back again. Yep. Now we're to blood. Yep. And now they're just like, you know what? We're just going to do this one and incubate these tokens turn into creatures. Incubator. Incubator. So it is the card say incubate and then a number. Mm-hmm. And that is the number of plus one plus one counters you stick on this artifact. Right. And then you can pay two and transform the artifact into a zero zero that mm-hmm. then gets plus one plus one gets power top to equal number of counters on it. Well, the, the counters don't leave. So they're they plus leave. one, plus one counters. And this just transforms. It doesn't leave and come back. Mm-hmm. So the counters stay on the permanent. Yes. Which I think is how they're getting around, like, having a token transform. Because typically tokens don't have a back, right? They do not. So I think, like, that's how they're getting around letting this transform, is that it stays on the battlefield instead of exiling and coming back. I mean... In the token's defense, usually magic cards don't have cards on the back either. They didn't for like <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. And then they were like, YOLO. Everyone yeah. has sleeves now anyway. We found a better printer. We can do this as often as we want. Yeah, we'll just do it every set now. Yeah. Um, so this is like, uh, it kind of cuts out the middleman, right? Because... Uh, cl- uh, clues and blood, like you needed to draw the creature to play it. Mm-hmm. What if we just like? What if you just always drew a two mana two two or a two mana three three? A bear, when you yeah. cast, yeah. When you when you crack your clue, ta da! Yeah. Um, so we've got traumatic revelation, which is uh, in the art Chandra meeting Robo Nissa. Uh, go go gadget Nissa. <laughs> exactly. Da, 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 Inspector Nissa. <laughs> uh, so, t- 
Target creature, target creature, target opponent reveals their hand. You may choose a creature or a battle card from it. If you do, player discards it. If you don't, incubate three. So okay. you would get a, a, a an incubator with three counters on it that you could spend two to flip into effectively a three three. Right, just a vanilla three three. Which, fine. Like, yeah, I mean that's. Obviously, this is a limited card, but that's below rate. Like, you don't pay four mana for a 3-3 these days. Very true. Very true. No, I agree. It is below rate. Um, There are some cards that flip your incubates for free. Okay. Um, Glissa does. Okay. And if you're living... There's some, like, Phyrexian Lords also, right? And this is a Phyrexian... Mm -hmm. There's things that care about Phyrexians. Yes, there's like Phyrexians matter. There's a two-mana lord for Phyrexians. Yeah. And there's like another Phyrexian thing. Uh, and then, you know, Elish Norn flips all of your incubates. Mm-hmm. Once you flipped her over and the lore counter has gone. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of steps. It's a lot of steps, but she does flip all your incubates for free. Okay. Um... It's fine. They, the I haven't looked super close, right? But this seems hard limited mechanic. Yes. But, right. Well, in th- this particular circumstance, it seems like a hard limited mechanic. Um, it seems like more and more lately we get like random token makers, mm-hmm. and like if this is how you're making these incubators, is with like. A bad discard spell then yes that's a limited mechanic but if you have like raise the alarm but incubates like that's a little bit closer to playable or if you have um to secure the waste like x white make x mm-hmm. soldiers like if it's x white incubate x times like that's a lot closer to a playable mechanic especially if you have things that care about artifacts what if you uh had a five mana wrath that incubated X, where X is the number of creatures that got wrathed. Well, see, that seems a lot closer to playable. <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna say, like, I think that it it what incubate takes is it's gonna be again one of those things where it's like one or two cards that are like pushed mm-hmm. are going to like see play, but it's probably not gonna be as ubiquitous as. Like well, you're not going to build an incubate deck. No, no. Yeah. Um, think of it kind of like food. Like the truly pushed, like like goose and mm-hmm. oko. Like the only time you see food now are like well now goose oko cat. Well goose cat oven. Yeah. Uh, oko rest in peace, buddy. Cookbook. Uh, cook. Uh, hmm. Oh, cookbook. Yeah. Cookbook. yeah. But like things that were like really pushed to right. do. For food, um, we really haven't seen Investigate come back. No. And um, so, like, it'll be a few things. It's like, think about blood. Like, what? Like, it's just Blood Tithe Harvester? Is there any other thing that sees any play that makes uh, blood? Uh, Voldaren Epicure. Epicure. Just yeah. those two, right? Yeah, I think so. So, like, it might be... I, like one or two cards. Like I could see the wrath seeing standard play. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I could see that seeing play in, like, some sort of prison deck as well. Like, you don't need to play a win con because your wrath is your win con. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's absolutely, great. absolutely. I'd be willing to pay an extra mana, like a mana above rate for that. I think. And also, just like kind of anything. Anything where they have tacked it on and then forgot to, like, increase the mana cost. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, a five mana Wrath. And this exiles. This is an exiling Wrath, not just, like, a destroy all creatures. But yeah, so it's one mana cheaper than Farewell. It's one mana cheaper than Farewell. One mana more than, like, Depopulate, which sometimes draws your opponent a card. Mm-hmm. Or Shatter the Sky, which draws your opponent a card sometimes. Right. Like, this just draws you a creature. Right? If you get, like, three creatures and you're just like, oh, I got, like, a 3-3, three, three, uh, a free 3-3 three, three taped on this. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it seems okay, but, like, probably not, like, a huge thing. Yeah. Now for the biggie. We've got Battles. So, yeah. what is this? First of all, it's a horizontal card. Uh, yeah, it's which facing is a thing. the wrong way. Facing the wrong way. <laughs> Not a huge fan. So you'll always know when your opponent draws one um, because they'll turn it sideways to read it, even if they know what it does. Um, what's it called? It's a pro um, tip. Jim Jim Davis uh, did a, a YouTube short that was mm-hmm. the problem with battles at the Pro Tour, and yeah. he draws it. He shows him drawing his card, and he goes. <laughs> and turns his head to try to read it like looks around and then turns his head um it's so, the same problem with split cards right yeah you're like what am i looking at all right yeah so uh so the front so you have they have a mana cost you play them and the front they all etb and do something so this is let's Take a step back real quick because this is an entire new card type. Okay. Um, so these are spells, right? You cast it. It doesn't yeah. en- just enter play like a land. Um, so it can be countered. Right. They're a permanent. So once the spell resolved, it's, uh, it is it is now on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Um. And like I said, there are new permanent types. So things that care about permanent types, like Delirium, or Termogoyf, or Atraxa. Atraxa, yeah. Obviously Atraxa. Obviously Atraxa. (laughs) Forgot that one. Um, They will now care about battles as well, uh, because they are new. Mm -hmm. Um, When... So when you cast this, and we said it's a spell, so it has to resolve. Once it resolves, what do we do with it? You choose a controller, an opponent, to protect it. Do they, like, do they get this? Is it like a curse where you put it on them? Uh, I don't know. They did not make that clear. I feel okay. like it would make, like, they all seem to have it. In enters the battlefield, you get it. You get an effect, mm-hmm. like a one-off thing. So it seems like it would be natural to get that thing and then slide the battle over to your opponent. 
and be like, here, this is your problem now. Yeah. Uh, just, um, like, visually for, like... Because right, everything we've been trained is, like, you attack towards your opponent. Like, think about, like, you move your creatures forward. It'd be right. awkward to be, like, these creatures are attacking you and then have two other creatures, like, go sideways to go attack yeah. the battle. So, right, it feels like it should be on their side of the battlefield. I guess Arena will tell us what they want. Yeah, I... Th- I think the way it's worded that you keep control of it mm-hmm. um, because I think the controller is who gets the backside, not the owner. Okay. I think it's, speci- I think the rules specifically call out controller, uh... which is important. I think, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean like as far as where you put it on your play mat, I don't, think that super matters i meant more like what uh i don't know it's confusing i'm just trying to wrap my head around it it. it is like i like understand how i feel like i understand how they work but then you're just like how where does it go and i'm like i don't know uh like when you i guess i don't know exactly what i'm asking yeah uh, so you play this thing and then you pick an opponent. Yeah. But they, you keep control of it. Mm-hmm. But then they have to protect your thing. Like, that's weird, right? Un- so, counterintuitive. Yeah. So, as, as a siege battle enters the battlefield, its controller chooses an opponent to be its protector. Each player, except the battle's protector, may attack it. Only a battle's okay. protector may block creatures attacking it. Don't confuse protector for controller. Correct. So you still control it. Uh, you're going to attack uh, battles that you're going to attack battles that you control. The first time you've been able to attack your own permanent. So you control the permanent, mm-hmm. but your opponent defends it. So weird. So weird. So. It is kind of like a planeswalker. So in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a number. That Mm -hmm. is the, what did they call it? Defense counters. They're similar to loyalty counters, where that number in the bottom, we have invasion of Fora or whatever is up. Fiora. Fiora. Um, It is, uh, it has four. So it can take four damage. It can get these damage, this damage from creatures from spells, uh, from basically any source. So well, any... Spe- specifically things that call out any source. Any any target or yeah. that say battle on it. So now there's some removal spells right. that are like creature, planeswalker, or battle. Right, but if you had a card that like did three damage to a player or planeswalker, that player or planeswalker is not any target. Is not a battle. Exactly. Correct. So if it's if it laundry lists them, and it doesn't laundry list battle, mm-hmm. can't do it. Well, so like, I, so I don't I don't know if that's a hundred percent true either because wasn't there like a period of time where they were changing around templating of that, and they changed lightning bolt from any target to laundry list and then back to any target. You might be right. So um, I think there are some cards that are errata to say any target. Mm-hmm. 
But like new cards. How about that? Yes. How about new, new yes, cards? Yes, new cards. Yeah. Like from like Ixalan forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I think Rebel Salvo just says like creature or planeswalker. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't let you dome a battle. Right. So, but Silk the Flames does. Because mm-hmm. it says any target. Um, so you play this, and then basically your the incentive for your opponent to block for this is that for the most part the backsides are pretty nutty. Mm-hmm. Either like super above rate creatures, or so what would the what was the front side of the one we just had up? What did it do? I didn't look. Uh, so it's four black black, and when it enters the battlefield, choose one or both. Destroy all legendary creatures or destroy all non-legendary creatures. Okay. So it can wipe everything out or just legendaries or just non-legendaries. Okay. And then the back is, oh, this is the a nutty one. Marchesa, yeah. Resolute Monarch. It's a 3-6 with Menace and Death Touch. And when it attacks remove all counters from up to any one target permanent so flip another battle mm-hmm. and at the beginning of your upkeep if you haven't been dealt combat damage since your last turn you draw a uh, card and you lose one life yep so kind of nutty so Seems pretty good if you're if your 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 opponent does not want you to get that card right right so they're like, fine, I got all my stuff blown up, but now I have to make sure they don't deal four damage to this thing because this 3-6 is going to be, like, absurd. Right. So now I need to block to protect this thing. Okay. Um, so th- that was kind of one of, one of the... Um, I'll call it a talking point, but one of the questions I wanted to ask you because... When describing this mechanic, I could see players thinking of it as, oh, well, if I if I cast uh, Invasion of Fiora here, aren't I just giving my opponent four life? You don't have to attack it. Right. So that is... So here's the issue that, as I see it, right? So the, especially the ones with higher... Um, uh, defense uh, numbers counters. or defense yeah. counters. Like, there's some that have like seven. If you can deal seven damage you to. Probably just kill your opponent. Yeah, you can just kill your opponent. So, I don't know how many of these are actually worth flipping. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them are just like a ridiculous, like, collection of like stats and abilities and stuff yeah. on the back. But, I'm sure we'll talk about some more of these yeah. next week too. So. But right, there are times where it's just like I can just deal you five damage. Right. I'm just gonna deal you five damage. Right. Yeah. It may depend on what kind of deck you have. Mm-hmm. Right. But like it's it's odd because they have to make the so a planeswalker is a constant source of value. Right. As the defending player. The planeswalker, the planeswalker is, in fact, killing you, actively mm-hmm. making you lose the game. So yes. then the game becomes about the planeswalker and, um, 
getting it off the battlefield so you stop actively dying. Mm-hmm. You've got to staunch the bleeding somehow. These, they pay you when you cast them. They're just sorceries. Yeah. Right? So you're just like, I already got my value out of this, whatever that is. And maybe as like the player who cast the battle, you're just like, I will ignore this because it makes more I'm going to win the game faster if I ignore it. Yeah, except like this one in particular, like that's a pretty bad wrath. It is. It is. There's some of these that they just forgot that there was a backside and they just have them uh, costed exactly at what you would pay for this. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's like, oh, what was it? Uh, the, you mentioned the Zendikar it. one is just explosive vegetation on the front. Yeah, it's just vegetables, and it's like yeah. okay, like I guess I have this like upside. Yeah. Or if I care about having permanence, like if I'm really into the city's blessing, mm-hmm. that's another permanent. Instead of my explosive vegetation going to the graveyard, I have a permanent now. Right. So I don't know, like, I think you've got to really think about what kind of deck you're playing and mm-hmm. if you want to, like, you know, do the side quest of flipping the battle. That's kind of a good way of thinking about it as a side quest. Right, like... You just can't let it take over the game like uh, Cyberpunk, <laughs> where you, you only ever do the side quests. <laughs> yes. There's a DLC coming, man. More side quests. Um, But yeah, do you, like... You have to say, like, hey, does it make more sense for me to do this side quest or just stay focused on the main thing? Like, be happy for the value that this card got me, this spell got me, yeah, and then move on. Okay, so that's... uh, Finish your thought. I I got one more thing. I think there's going to be games where, like, that people lose because Mm -hmm. they're so fixated on, like, flipping their battle that they either make, like, a bad attack... Yeah. Or they make an attack, like a bad attack in terms of like they like chump attack so they can get the damage in. Right. And then like your opponent's like removal spell kill you. Right. And you're just like, oh, I shouldn't have attacked like that. Or they're going to miss lethal because they're like fixated on the battle. Yeah. Like especially in like pre-release weekend. Mm-hmm. Or like the first couple of weeks of limited at your store, um, I'm 100 percent sure that these will be trap cards for new players. Absolutely, new players are gonna play this thing. Oh, look at this! It's so sweet, and then like put all of their resources towards flipping it and just lose. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna flip it, and yeah. like the either the payoff's not enough, but for the most part, yeah. the payoffs are really good. Yeah. Um. And then these transform. They don't exile and come back. Oh, is that true? Uh, these are transforming. So no, yeah. exile it and cast. No, so, no, no. You cast it. That's right. You get to flip. Yeah, it and you cast exile it. it and then cast it with for free. So for I free. think it specifically calls out without paying its cost, mm-hmm. even though they don't have a cost. You oh, are which correct. is another thing. It, l- let me back up real quick. Um, this card right here, Invasion of Fiora. Mm-hmm. So far, all of these I've seen are like, I'm going to call them quasi-borderless. Mm-hmm. They're sideways, and they don't have like a traditional border 
they're not a traditional card, but yeah. Um, so it can be kind of hard to tell, but this is a black permanent. Yes, because it's black in the casting cost, and it has the Meta little value. it has the little black arrow. Isn't that the isn't that part of the color indication? Well, um, again, I don't know. Is it? It might not be. Well, no, got... it's it's black on all of them. Okay, so you've got the black mana symbols, so it's black. Yeah, fair. Okay, I, I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people didn't have questions. This is a black permanent. Yes. Um, the black black counts towards devotion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marchesa, if you look, should have the color indicator on her. So right beside where it says black. legendary creature, yeah. it has like a little black circle. A little circle, yep. That is the indicator that it's black. Now, okay. has it happened on Arena before that the black... the that the little circle isn't there. Yes. <laughs> so just keep this in mind. Well, I mean, it's a lot easier to look at Marchesa here and say, oh yeah, that's a black card. Than Very it is true. to look at Invasion of Fiora and say, oh yeah, that's a black card. Yeah. Which is, I wanted to call that out real mm-hmm. quick, just, in, just so there was no confusion. So you are right. You flip it and you cast the card. So when it flips, yep. you get to put the card on the stack. It can still be countered. Because mm-hmm. you're casting it, it. Can be the spell could be quelled. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it has no mana cost, so spell queller gets all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be remanded. Oh my gosh, that blue counter spell that's uh, changed the equation. Yeah, that counters a spell with mana value two or less. <laughs> it counters all of these. It counters all of them. Get got nerds. Um. So. Just, I think it's just going to be a situation where there's be a lot of like you said, a lot of people getting trapped and being like, "Oh, I flipped my thing and then I lost," mm-hmm. or my opponent was at four when I died, but I flipped my paddle, and it's like, couldn't you have killed your opponent with the five damage that you did to the paddle?" <laughs> I think there's going to be like a lot of that. Yeah. Um. So there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about with these. Okay. And that is that this Invasion of Fiora is a battle Mm -hmm. with a subtype Siege. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of this stuff that we've been talking about is applicable to battles in general or if it's just applicable to Sieges. Um, They specifically called out in the Mechanics article that all of the battles in this set are sieges, mm-hmm. but that they left design space open for themselves for future battles. This means one of two things. Either one, get ready for six months of them just blowing through all kinds of different battles mm-hmm. as they, um, um, what's it called? Uh, just like they did with like modal double face cards, yeah, right. Where we just had like three sets in a row where they were just like, did you like your everywhere. card flip? Cool, your card flips. Yeah, because like it was what Zendikar, then Keldheim, mm-hmm. then Kamigawa, or was there a break? There was a set. There, there were some sets in between that. Yeah, the, one of those sets had a minute also though. One of, one of the next ones did. But I know it was Zendikar had the 
Innistrad. Did Innistrad have modal double face cards? Didn't it? Maybe it didn't. Maybe it just had regular double face. I think cards. it just had regular because, like, we had the 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 mythic land, uh, spells that had lands on the back. Yep. And I think there were the pathways. Oh, Strixhaven. Oh, and then, yeah, Strixhaven. Yeah. Had all the creatures, all the all the deans. Yep. Right, but we just had. I knew, I knew there was another one. We just had a whole bunch of them. Right. And then we went, wow, that's wow, that's a that's a lot of text, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we took a little bit of a break. So this means either a they've got like, uh, you know. In Ixalan, we're going to have uh, assaults. Yeah. And then in, like, the next set, we'll have in, in a... Naval thir- battle. I was, I was going to say dogfights. Sure, dogfight. Right. Yeah. yeah, I do. Not the DMX kind. Woo, yeah. woo. <laughs> the Michael Vick kind, yeah. Um, <laughs> or, uh, you know... Yeah, the naval ba- battle, naval battle, aerial battle, yeah. land, uh, battle trench, Ooh. trench warfare. There we go. Battle chemical. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nuclear. Just the silex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they either a have a whole bunch already queued up for like the next like year, mm-hmm. or b they're like. If people are like, I really love battles, they'll come back. But if the survey's oh, like... Oh, how much you want to bet they're in Lord of the Rings? Maybe. The legendary battle, Helm's Deep. Oh. It's like a one-off or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, they could do they could do a cycle of them. Yeah. But yeah, you might be right. They might, uh, and they could be like, oh, they're, I guess, no, I guess we have, it is super weird that usually with like a new mechanic, they're like, mm-hmm. we'll give you a couple. Yeah. Right. Like a new card type, like how many like equipment were there right. or, or like the, uh, oh gosh. Um, well, the, I mean, the, in Kaladesh, we had a whole bunch of vehicles. We did. We did. Um, but this feels there are thirty two over ten yeah, percent of the, the whole set yet. No, there's they already said there's gonna be thirty two. Oh, okay. So there are that's over ten percent of the set is battle. Yeah. Right? Where they just like replaced cards, like replaced sorceries with battles. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's basically what they did. Is like, eh, we can make this a sorcery, or we can make it a battle. Oh, I guess that's one thing that we didn't talk about also, is these are at sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace, um, Felidar Guardian and Pioneer. You were built mm. for these. Yeah. Blink the battle, try again. Blink the battle. <laughs> blink it. Blink it again. Can um, uh, Thassa only blinks creatures, right? So she can't blink these? Yeah, Thassa blinks creatures. What, well, Yorian can blink these, right? Oh, Yorion can't blink any permanent. Yeah. That's what the Yorion decks needed. More things to blink. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Love it. Blink my wrath. Blink my wrath. Oh, my God. Because they can pick non-legendary and leave their Yorion? Yep. Yuck. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's also going to be fun. Um, uh, Fires of Invention is really good with some of these legends that are like impossible to cast colors. Yeah. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> guy into guy go. Um, Fires into Invasion of Alara. Yeah. I thought about that. But, oh, that's just that's just gross. Yeah. Um. So. They're. I hope they play well, but I don't know if they're going to. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um. I don't know. Th- this set's hard for me to wrap my head around. We mm-hmm. we talked about it some in the pre-show. Our patrons get to. To listen to all all of my thoughts, but there's a lot of weird cards in this set, mm-hmm. and like in the past, you can kind of see where wizards wanted to put the power in a set. Like they, there's obviously pushed things, and in this set, it seems like the power is distributed a little bit better than it has been. It's not just like oh here here's a very broken thing. I, there are broken things in this set. Don't get me wrong, but it's. It's like here's a here's a broken thing, but you got to do a little bit of work to get there, instead of just cast a thing, draw a card, get your mana back, gain some life. It and is. Attack. It is a lot of things are built around broken. Yeah, as opposed I, to I'm just rawly powerful. Yeah, I think that kind of makes these hard to evaluate though, mm-hmm. because you're not evaluating them like in the vacuum that they probably need to be evaluated in being a brand new card type we've never seen or played with anything like before. Yeah. And like I said, it's very like, I think there's going to be times where like flipping your battle is a hundred percent the right thing to do. It will win you the game. Mm -hmm. And there'll be times where flipping your battle is a hundred percent the wrong thing to do. And it will lose you the game. And I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to tell the difference sometimes. Though. I think it's going to be hard to tell the difference. And I don't know if there's going to be a lot of like 60 40 like decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, do I throw away four damage that could go to my opponent to maybe win next turn, but get like annihilated by a wrath? Right. Uh, or do I like dome them and leave this out for later? Yeah. Um, so, but like, it, we also have the problem of like, I can't, so I can't imagine them, they might do this like they do with Sagas, right? So Sagas, we got them in Dominaria. Mm-hmm. Apparently the feedback was positive. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, yo, dog, I hurt you like Sagas. And then like <laughs> every set was just like, here are gold Sagas. Here are Sagas that flip. Here are sagas that do other things. Here's randomly another saga. And it might yeah, be... Like, th- at least with sagas, though, they they kind of make sense in most places. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to have... Um, I don't know what an example is, even. Um, you're not going to have Invasion of... Or Battle for Ravnica in, like... Uh, OG Ravnica. No. Like the the first time you you go to a plane, you're probably not going to have like battles for the plane. True, but you could have like battle for 
Inventors Fair. Battle for, I don't know. Um, like, maybe you could see that in Aether Revolt. I don't know about, like, Caledon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the first time you go to a plane, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, this plane is this plane is war-themed. We need battles and sieges and dogfights. And- I mean, but, like, every like every plane is war. We It is rare that we go to a plane and just, like, chill. And just, well, they, right. There always like, has to be some like there's a conflict. Difference between, yeah, but there's a difference between conflict and like what would be on a battle card. Like if you've got a struggle for power between like the Boros and Selesnia or whatever, you're not like, oh yeah, battle for the courtyard. Let's do it. Yeah. Meet me on the kickball field at 3 p.m. Battle for the Strixhaven Cup or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. Whatever knockoff like which is they just a Quidditch thing, whatever it was called. Yeah. Um But like I guess you're f- right that like you wouldn't want to have the battles be for small things. Yeah. But I don't know, like are we just gonna like just go through like a we came up with a new card type, or more than likely Morrow blew uh, blew the dust off of like a file he had from twelve years ago, <laughs> where he pitched the battle idea. And people oh, were like, "That's dumb." I, I know where this mechanic came from. This well, is a uh, redesigned Shaharazad. Oh, where you like play like a, a sub a mini play a game? Mini game, yeah. Oh, okay. I could see that where you go play a mini game yep. and then you get some like overwhelming advantage. Yeah. Um, Invasion of what was Arabian Nights on? I don't know. They just did the resleevables on it. I know, but I forget. Uh, Rob or. Yeah. It was something, something like that. I don't remember the name of the plane. Uh, R A B I A H. Rabia. Rabia, maybe. Yeah. Invasion of Rabia. Yeah. Battle Shaharazad. I mean, if if that if it just came in and like, you Shaharazaded. <laughs> we had bandit fools. <laughs> Insta bandit all formats. Insta bandit all formats. You just get it in a. Oh, it's only represent. Oh, it's only represented on one card. Yeah. And it's a plane chase card, Sea of Sand. Hmm. Um. Alrighty then. Oh, it is. It is referred to um, on the flavor text of Sorcerer's Queen, which came up okay. in the pre-show. Uh, it did. And it's like. Nahali, self-proclaimed queen of Rabia. And then on Suleiman's legacy, Suleiman's oh, ascension okay. to power, this is from Visions, with yep. Suleiman's ascension to power, the jinn and the freights of ancient Rabia learned humility. Okay. So there you go. It's the only two times it has, uh, uh, that's the only two Ever times. appeared in print. Ever appeared in print. So there we go. Little little uh, side sidetrack there. Yeah. Um. So. I think treat like 
treat these as like sorceries that do the thing on the front mm-hmm. and the, the backside's a bonus. The backside is a bonus that you may not even want. Yeah. Or that you sh- that you want, but you should not try to get in most cases. Yeah. I mean, outside of maybe like, I don't, I haven't read through all of these yet. Um, but you mentioned in the pre-show of a particular interaction that like, if there is a backside, that's particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be worth cheating to get. Yeah. I mean, what is, uh, uh, Alara or whatever battle for Alara is, uh, pretty gas. Yeah. The front side and the back side. Oh, I should, we should point out that while most of these flip into permanence. Oh, not all of them do. Some of them are just spells. Some of them are just sorceries. So most of them are permanents, but like battle for Alora flips into a sorcery. Um, that's, I think there's another one or two that flip into sorceries. Oh, well, there's one that flips into a planeswalker. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Teferi flips into a planeswalker. Or, sorry, Invasion of New Phyrexia. Yep. Uh, Um, There's a few that flip into artifacts, a few that flip into enchantments. mm -hmm. So, they kind of, (laughs) like, not a set that screams grokkable, but... um, Um, yeah, I would say so just be mindful that they do a lot of, a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, I guess most of these flip into permanence, don't they? They do. They do. I, there's just a handful that don't. Yeah. Um, hmm. Just, just, uh, putting out there invasion of Ravnica, uh, we we talked about it in the pre-show a little bit. It's a colorless removal spell. Mm-hmm. Cast really nicely off of three Tron lands. Oh, that is true. Like um, backside doesn't really help Tron though. Although I guess like you don't Tron doesn't care about the backside. Yeah, like you just kill the thing that's like you you kill their blood moon or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I don't ever have to like flip this thing. Right done uh so it is weird it'll be interesting to see how it plays because there are a number of these that the front side is pushed enough that they're probably constructed playable Mm -hmm. right and it's like do we ever see the backside are they just like getting played as like pushed instants and sorceries yeah or are we in a situation where, you know, we're going to just see these everywhere? Like, I feel like vehicles are seen at the right amount, mm-hmm. right? As, like, kind of the last new card type. Well, I guess sagas yeah. are after it, but... And sagas are kind of seen at the right amount, like, never? Like, or very rarely, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, not never. Like, Elspeth Conquers Death Saw Play. yeah. But like, reborn saw play. I guess, I guess my fear is like I don't want to live in a world where like someone goes like tropical island, play my battle, 
Yeah. Like Battle that just for feels Helm's Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Battle for Helm's Deep, attack it with Frodo. Like that just seems like Attack uh, it with Chun Li. Yeah. Chun Li. Oh, did you watch the re- the today's episode of uh I um, did. <laughs> President's playing magic. Yeah, President's having to bust Trump out of jail. <laughs> Gotta beat Chuck Norris. Yeah. Um so like I don't want I don't want that to be a situation, but it only takes like one. Yeah. So we'll see if they just are like there is no history to our game anymore. There's brainstorm, ponder, and everything printed from two thousand nineteen forward. <laughs> Basically. It's like thank you. Thank you. So it's all the blue cards. Yep. And then and the lands that make blue mana. <laughs> And the lands that make two colorless mana. And then everything else is from 2019 forward. And then also a pile of stacks. Yes. Cards that we would never print again because they're not fun. uh, Is the only way you can beat the pile of blue cards that is also (laughs) not fun. It's like amazing. Amazing. So much fun. Um, I only wish that April Fool's card that I saw was real. I was super excited. (laughs) They almost got me. I was like, I need to do some research because I don't think they're this bad at designing cards. Yeah. So before I send this video to the Discord, I need to I need to uh, to check. So I think there's everything on battles. Yeah, I, like they're said, weird. They're uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to play with them before. That's I what I was gonna say. Like, I I think the the thought is going to be like this is a thing i should do i should do it and i think we're like so programmed at looking at a thing with like a number in the bottom yeah. right hand corner that we're like oh my god i need to like attack that yeah but like the battles aren't killing you anymore after you get the thing right it's no like and like you played it so the battle is like not was only ever good for you I guess right. as like the defending player, but like I feel like you defend it almost like a planeswalker, where you're just kind of like, okay, I guess I need to like not let this flip. I wonder if there's like types of creatures. I wonder if like being particularly like evasive. Like, do you want to make a deck if you're like, I want to flip my battles? Is it like you play a bunch of flyers? But I still feel like if you're blue white spirits, you just beat them with beatdowns, getting them dead. Yeah, not doing other stuff. So. No, I've, like, I, like I said, we mentioned it briefly in the pre-show, but I think if you're uh, dead set on getting the backside of these, there's other ways to do it than attacking. I don't... Yeah. Like, most of these that are worth flipping are, like, a quarter of your opponent's life total. Or more, like, if you're playing an older format, you know what I mean, where you fetch shock thought sees a couple times and, like... Now you're looking at half your opponent's life total. Mm-hmm. Um, a card's got to be awful good to be worth half your opponent's life total. Yeah, you like, like I'm gonna give you like a whole extra turn to like draw a wrath or combo me out or whatever. Or multiple turns. Yeah, and like if you got a particularly sticky board state, that's gonna take you a couple turns to get through to flip your thing, like. I don't know. You're probably better off just going after your opponent at that point. Agree. So, like, making those decisions is going to matter. Yeah. And I think where... I 
think what Wizards was doing with the back was they were trying to tip the decision towards yes more than mm-hmm. no. But I don't know if they succeeded. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of feel like it's no more than yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I look at it, I'm like, uh, it's probably not worth it. Well, I mean, it's kind of new era of design, though, right? Like, if you if you have big, fancy new thing, you want it to be played. And big, splashy things look better on stream mm-hmm. in their nice, shiny client than, like, mundane things. I think if you like, if you really wanted these to see play, they'd be like two or three counters on them and flip into something moderate or like okay, fair instead of something big and splashy. Like that way, you know they're not too hard to flip. You're not you know foregoing a quarter of your opponent's life total for something that's gonna kill them. Any like if you're gonna kill them, you kill them. You know what I mean? You don't worry about um, flipping your thing. Like, that would have been a lot safer for them to see play than what they are. Um, but it's it's the streamer thing. It's how, how your game gets seen. It's, you know, your video looks a lot better if you get to do the cool thing than if you don't. We're saying all of this, and the follow-up question is, did they bother to, bother to make animations for these? Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like they, they that's how they sold Arena and then they're just like, This is hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't want well, it anymore. I mean I think people complained about them though, right? Yeah, I think there's, there's like a lot of people complaining about the animations. Yeah, but like those people aren't the people like you want the animation for the stream. Right. Right. You want the animation for the zoomer. Yeah. Um it's like, oh my gosh. I love animations. Um, but yeah, you might be right. Like that they like, or it could be that they are just afraid, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, they have had some new, some new mechanics that they like went too far. Companion? Companion. Oh, companion. (laughs) Um, right. Energy. Yeah. Uh, they only pushed a handful of vehicles, but they had to ban one. Yeah. Right? And there was one that just, like, took over Limited. Right. Um, and uh, so they might have been like, we don't want to just, like, make the format about battles. We don't just, like, have mono battle-offs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We will see. We will have to play. So, with all we'll of this, find out in a couple weeks. Yeah, with all this, do we have a show. We have a show. Excellent. So, if you want to, this this week is important. You need to get at us at the links for our social media below: Facebook, Twitter, Discord, all that jazz, and let us know which of these cards uh, you want us to talk about. Which two legends riding on each other's back or like tied together in like a sack in a sack race? <laughs> Um, uh, our, our, our three-legged race do you want us to talk about which three-legged race participant is the fastest we need to know yeah clearly the ones that um, fly but well I mean there's there's a clear winner so yes I'm sure we're gonna talk about it though mm-hmm. 
um yeah let us know what you want us to talk about we need the help otherwise you're just gonna listen to us talk about what we feel like talking about and maybe we don't talk about your favorite card if you want us to talk about your favorite card we need to know what's your favorite card Agreed. if you're looking to yeah if you're looking to support the show there's a couple ways you can do it the first is with our tcg player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com if you're looking to buy stuff from this set or from previous sets and you're going to purchase from tcg player you can use our link to get there and you'll help support the show at the same time we would appreciate it if you want to support the show a little bit more directly you can go to patreon.com slash casual mtg and sign up chip in a couple bucks whatever you feel like we're worth and uh help keep the show going uh in return you'll get access to our pre-show like i said this one was a doozy so enjoy uh, you also get access to our show notes. I post them up a little early so patrons get a sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool swag. And the swag, swag I've been sending out seems to be going over well. So if you're interested, sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash MTG. Yes, please. Also, YouTube channel. I've got Shadows oh, Ever yeah. Innistrad uh, videos. Uh, magic as uh, 2016 intended it. Yeah, it having is, fun, right? It is great. I am like, I like now actively try to find time to like get drafts in. Yeah, instead of dreading it. Yes, it's going to be like, I guess I have to do a draft for this video. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I can get a draft in now. So it's, <laughs> it is very different magic than you have seen played recently. So it is, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. So go to the YouTube channel, check those out. Yeah, check us out. Also, uh, Tomfoolery Tuesdays, mm-hmm. where I play. Whatever I feel like playing. I've been playing Explorer lately, so you get to watch me play Explorer. Um, and you can also watch a video version of this show on our YouTube channel. Releases alongside uh, the podcast on Thursdays. Yeah. And next week, well, this week too, because I had some visual aids. But uh, next week is a good week to check out the video version because you get to look at all the cards we're talking about. Yeah, which will help immensely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. <laughs>